the Mac, my good friend John Panarese from MacFromTheBlind.com with us today. I'm pretty sure y'all know who he is by now. Runs a website, teaches Apple and some Windows products. <clears throat> I gotta say that with a lower voice. But uh, <laughs> he's gonna show us how to use Column View today. That's not a feature of the Mac and VoiceOver that I use. What I'm gonna show you guys is one of the reasons why I personally, and this is my own personal choice, why I like to use Column View as one of the view options for you working with Finder. Now, just to kind of take a step back, there are four specific view options. You have icon or image, list, column, and gallery. Now, some people have managed to Marvin use Cole icon, this channel. icon view. Um, I am more of a proponent of list or using columns. Now, I use columns for teaching because a lot of times I have people who are coming over from Windows and using column view kind of gives them the same familiarity as the tree view, the traditional tree view that you find in a lot of places in Windows and JAWS. So the, the, the idea is everything that you find on the same column is on the same level of the folder structure. When you go to the right, you're going deeper into the folder structure. So you're going down a level. If you're going to the left, you're going back. So I'm on my desktop right now and I'm on Macintosh HD. So I'm going to kind of give you a demonstration here. Macintosh HD window, column view, browse. So I'm going to interact with the column because the browser is the browser side of the Finder Applications, window. folder. Now I'm also going to just show you how to quickly, you can go to the, I know Matt likes the, uh, the menu bar, going to the menu bar and under view, you can do view options, but a quick way of doing it is just doing command J. Macintosh HD window. Browse always open in column view, uncheck checkbox. So you have checkboxes here. So this is not permanent in the sense that you can always come back and change here. But if you want to make check. sure that things will open in column, browse in column view, check checkbox and browse in column view, which means that open means anytime you open a finder window, theoretically, it should be in column view. And then if you browse subsequent, you know, folders and such within the structure, they should also be in column view. Now, now theoretically. Now, when you, you check that check, when you check that check box to always open in column view, did it automatically check that box to browse in column view, or is that a checkbox yes. that you have to do? Yeah, anyway? it, okay. it, yeah, it should do the checkbox. Now, I just want to make a side note about opening in column view. There are instances in which this is not obeyed by the system. When you open a DMG file, a disk image that, let's say, you, you download Skype or Dropbox or something from the internet they will come down in DMGs or disk images for whatever the reason, I guess, because it is a, a technically a, like if you had a DVD or a CD. So when you open the DMG, it initially will go to icon or image view. Just remember the keyboard shortcut of command three to switch to columns or command two to switch to list view. List one item selected. So I just closed the the uh, the view options there. Now I'm back on my Macintosh HD. So this is the top level of the folder structure. And again, this is why I use columns because it allows people to understand that in your root directory, 
you have four important folders. Li applications, folder. Applications. Library, folder. Library. System, folder. System. Users, folder. And users. So these folders are all at the same level. That's why they're in the same column. But if I go back up to applications. System, library, applications. And I go to the right. My docs, folder. I have my applications folder. One password dot app, app ADBYY fine reader express dot app accessible event host dot app acquisition dot app, app. So I'm just going down the list because these guys are all in the same column. So they're all within the applications folder and it's an alphabetical listing of all the apps that are either pre installed or that I have collected over the years. Uh, in, you know, no, some of these apps, I don't even know what they do, to be honest with you, because I've not, I got them in deals with different um like they used to be something called the mac legion bundle and i used to get a whole bunch of apps that way so that's why Adapter. i have app. adobe acrobat all kinds of crazy stuff in here so i'm going to just do a vo left arrow applications and i'm back out i backed out Laura Papas joined this channel folder. Up to the top level again the root directory so i when i teach people this i kind of tell them to think of the uh, the um, root directory as a sandwich and that the bread, the applications at the top and the users at the bottom are the most important folders to really know. Library, folder, system, folder. Library and system folders are resources that run your Mac. I don't like to dissuade people from going in there and poking around. You're more than welcome to do so and check it out, uh, mainly because Apple has instituted system e integrity protection where you can't, as the user, do anything that would, you know, would damage the Mac or render it, you know, that you couldn't boot it up again or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's not like in Windows, you could probably do damage a lot easily, more easily uh, than you can on a Mac, you know, accidentally. Users folder. So the users folder at the bottom is where your home folder is. So again, this is why I use columns so people understand. So if you, if I VO right arrow, John folder, there is my home folder, which is just my name. Um, but you also will have a share folder, shared folder. And that's, you know, only important if you are sharing the Mac with multiple people, because the share folder acts as the town square where you can give, leave files and stuff that you want everybody to have, you know, to be able to access, to make available to every user on the system. Remember that the Mac is very big on security and privileges. So you can't venture into other people's folders to see what they're, what they have in their documents or their downloads. So if you have a Mac situation, like I'm working with a client right now who has the husband, wife, and two daughters each have an account on their iMac. So there's four user folders. So, you know, most of us are using one single, Bridges joined you know, this channel. one single user. So that's why for me, it's just going to be John folder, my home folder. Now, once I go, um, I'm on my home folder. If I go to the right docs folder, I am inside. I'm down another level. This is my home folder. Now, I have iCloud documents and desktops turned on, so I do not have a desktop or documents folder in my home folder. I created a folder that I call Docs for keeping documents that I don't need to have available to me in iCloud on all my devices. These are just Mac-specific documents that are not important enough that I need to you know, be able to grab them if I'm on my other Mac or if I'm on my iPad or my iPhone.
But if we go down, downloads folder, we have my downloads folder, Dropbox folder, Dropbox because I use Dropbox. I put it more audible fold. This is an audio application that created a thing for converting um, uh, audible books, the DM, uh, what they call it, the, the uh, digital right DRM stuff into uh, a MP4. I put it more log folder, games folder. Then I have an old games folder that I created that I keep um, a bunch of uh, old interactive fiction stuff. Google Drive folder. And Google Drive. So as I go down here, these folders are all at the same level. Now, of course, you just like you can do in Windows, you can create your own subfolders and you can have your folder structure, you know, honeycombed in any way you desire. But the column view allows you to understand join this channel. the depths as you create and go down your file and your folder structure. So if I back out, John folder, I'm back out on John. I'm on my home folder list. And if I hit VO left arrow again, users folder, I'm back at the top level. So it's like going upstairs from the sub basement back up to the main level. So. This is why I like to use column view. Not everybody, you know, list view works fine. Sometimes I do use list view because of the way that the table presents like the date last modified and when it was, you know, created, et cetera, et cetera. If I'm looking for a specific file for a reason, but on my everyday use, I like column view. I've gotten, I guess, accustomed to it. It's a habitual sort of thing. But it's also the tool that I use to teach people how to navigate and understand their finder. Because, yeah, there are a lot of keyboard shortcuts. There's a lot. You can use the sidebar. There's a lot of ways you can get around your file and folder structure. But if you really don't understand where your stuff is, it's basically the equivalent of moving into a new neighborhood as a blind person. And... Somebody kind, like a neighbor or whatever, shows you how to get to specific places in the neighborhood, the bank, the supermarket. But let's say you needed to go to a place you never were before, or that person's not there to help you when you get lost coming back. You don't know your neighborhood. You're, you're done. So I kind of equate that same thing to understanding where your files and folders, especially as a beginner Mac user, you want to start organizing your stuff. If you organize your stuff right away, then you always know where it is. You know, one of the lines I always use with clients as a joke is if I don't, it doesn't matter how chaotic, how disorganized you are in your everyday life with your house, your office, you know, your, your, your bedroom, whatever, when you're using your computer, at least try to make it an effort to organize. And I just think that if you column view for a beginning for a newbie, really helps them grasp the levels of their folders. Now, if I go to iCloud Drive with Command-Shift-I. iCloud Drive. Apple Resource Center. Folder. Desktop. Folder. Documents. Fol so it's the same principle. I have all my folders in my iCloud Drive. Downloads. Folder. Including ones that I've created for sharing with people. So Apple Resource Center. File browser. Folder. iCloud Drive upgrade. Recovered. Justin. Numbers. Folder. Justin. Pages folder. You know, then we have our regular iCloud apps, the ones that are iCloud savvy that will, you know, will will uh, sync with iCloud. So pages, numbers, text edit, etc. But you're going to find the same principle in that in column view, you go into a folder and you're going to see the documents. And if you've created subfolders, you'll continue to go down levels. 
So my point being that iCloud works the same way. So it doesn't matter whether you use columns and you're going to use iCloud Drive or not. You're still facing the same, you know, situation where there's, you know, it's continuity, so to speak, and that if you're doing it in one area, it's going to work in the other. So again, this is just my opinion as a trainer. And, you know, Cliff doesn't use column view and I don't think, I think Matt uses icon and that's fine if it works for you. And what I always tell my clients is experiment, try looking at the other finder views and then you'll settle into the one that you feel the most comfortable. A lot of my clients after I'm done working with them will end up gravitating to list view. But, you know, that's their choice. Uh, I, I use columns, I'd say, 98% of the time. Only in specific instances do I switch to list view. So there is your, your demonstration of column view. Yeah, I use list view because that's what I was raised on, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have Mac for the blind or other listers. If it wasn't Google or a book that I wasted my money on because it taught me absolutely nothing, back in the day, you just had to wing it. You had to practice. You had to, you know, rely on the voiceover tutorial. So, I mean, it's personal preference. I mean, John likes Colin. John likes column view. I like list view. I mean, I like it because of the way that you open folders. I mean, I guess I can show it. When you're in a list view, you have to interact. So remember the predictable patterns are the gestures that we've been teaching you guys. So it's going to be VO shift down arrow to interact and VO shift up arrow to stop interacting. I've already interacted with this list. So now I'm going down Dropbox folder, Google drive alias movies folder collapsed apps. I don't even use Dropbox and Google drive. I don't even know why they're on here, but whatever music folder. If I want to, you know, you still heard it say collapse, but if I hit command down arrow, left view. it didn't say expanded, but it said list view again. So kind left view. Unless more with the Mac audio folder collapse. I have my more Mac folder down there. Music folder collapse. Sports talk audio folder. Folder down icon draft. .ag. Again, when you when you open the folder with command down arrow, it's automatically going to say list view. But what it's not telling you, and maybe it would if I had my hints speak right away, is that I have to interact by doing VO shift down arrow. So to stop interacting, or I mean to close this folder, I'm sorry, I would just do command up arrow. Let's view music folder. January and now 2020. I'm going to interact with this folder because I want to show you row one. It says that I'm at row one. Downloads folder collapsed. There's my downloads folder. I don't have to use command down arrow. I can also use voiceovers and what is that? Forward slash is right below the delete key. Uh, back, uh, backslash. Is that backslash? What's the yeah, slash that's right next to the shift key? Then is that that's forward slash? That's the okay. forward slash. Yeah. Okay. So backslash voiceover. One, yeah. So voiceover backslash. Row two expanded expands the folder so technically you don't have to interact with it to to um expand it you don't even have to to do command down or you can use the old backslash or what did i say what did we say it was forward slash backslash, backslash, backslash. yeah VO backslash. voiceover backslash to expand it and you can use vo backslash to to collapse it again well to collapse so i mean it's relative i'm not gonna say easy because i've been doing it so if you don't feel comfortable with it you're gonna have to practice especially if you're using voiceover keys and we haven't even gone over quick nav yet but to expand the folder in list view it's command down arrow or vo backslash and if you want to close the folder it's vo up air or i'm sorry command up arrow or vo backslash again the vo backslash is basically a toggle and it works anywhere like if you're on mail and you want to collapse or expand a thread you could use vo 
backslash or to, to you know collapse it or close it. Um, I don't use the old or command down arrow on uh, messages and th message threads like that. So I couldn't tell you if it works or not. I'm just you know I've been doing stuff for so long, for, um, been doing stuff a certain way for so long that it's just second nature to me. So. But list view to me is easy. Like John said, you can go into corner office window. You can go into command J to adjust these. Corner office. Uncheck. Always open. List view. Checkbox. It says always. I don't have it checked because I have some folders that, believe it or not, I use column view in. It's not very many, oh. but. Damn, check. Browse and list view. Checkbox. <laughs> group by. And you can group them by. None. Group by. Mine's grouped by none, but let's see what's in here. Menu check mark. Name. You can group it by name. Kind. Kind, which would put all your folders at the top. Application. If, Application. You're, if you're a former Windows user or you are used to the Windows view, that's how you would make your, your finder look like Windows, by the way. Date last opened. Date last opened, which I never use. I hate that that one because it always confuses me. I'm like, oh, where did my A folder go? But it's all the way down the bottom because I haven't opened Yeah, it. I don't date even bother. <laughs> date edit, date same thing. You can do it by date modified also. So you have a lot of different choices in here. Like John said, poke around. You know, you can't hurt anything. Apple's done a real good job of making sure your, your system is secure no matter what you do. I'm not going to, you know, don't go throw it in the tub with some soap or anything. But, I mean, if you're poking around on the folder and you did something wrong, just, you know, command Q and start over. Because, no, I mean, I, not a whole lot you can mess folder, up. So. Kind, you, downloads folder, um, desktop. Since we already have, um, I'm already screen sharing. We're going to, I'm why well, I still have John here. I'm going to jump into his voiceover utilities because, number one, I don't use them that often. Because it's one of those voiceover utilities is a set it and forget it thing. Once you go in there, you almost positively almost never have to go in there. The only thing that I go in there for now is when I want to create or delete or move around my commanders. But as for my settings, I mean, there are the ways that I want them. But let's let's jump in here. Voiceover utility. Voiceover utility. Win. Now, to get to voiceover utilities, you can go to your applications folder and find the utilities folder, expand it, hit D for voiceover utilities and go to it. Or you could do uh, uh, the launch pad like Matt does. I have a commander for it. Mine's option V. We'll go over that somewhere else down the line. Voiceover utility. So. Utility categories. General. Selected. Our first category is general. Speak the following greeting after login. Speak the following greeting after login. You can have this thing say whatever you want to. Mine says. Hello, Glyphon Senior. Content mine says hello to my name. So whatever. I mean, I almost <laughs> always never turn my Mac off anyway. So. Uncheck. Display welcome dialogue when voiceover starts. Checkbox. John, give us a little more detail on that one. It says display welcome dialogue. Checkbox not checked. I'm assuming that's a visual thing on your screen. Well, what it is, is when you first, like if you fire up a Mac for the first time, you get that offer, like what it said, welcome to, you know, Mac OS. And it'll say, you know, voiceover is a screen reader, you know, that comes part of your Mac. If you know how to use voiceover, press, you know, the V key. If you want to learn more about voiceover, press the space bar. That's basically once you press V, the next time you toggle voiceover on, you don't get that dialogue. If you like that dialogue, you can check this box. I don't know why you would want that if you know how to use voiceover, but it does give you the ability to jump into the quick start tutorial if you're a learner and you're new to voiceover. So that's the only reason why you might want to check that box. I was just about to say for our new users, that might be something that they keep on for a while if they turn their Mac off because... Maybe that's a quick, quicker way for them to get to, yeah, to getting started start guide or whatever. So, okay. Keys to use as a voiceover modifier. This is an interesting one here because keys to use as a voiceover modifier. I'm not a caps lock guy. 
it's too windowish or window-esque, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it, to me. But some people like the caps lock key because it's less keys to have to push. But basically, you can have the VO keys, which is command and, I mean, control not command, option. control and option. Or you can use the caps lock key. Some people have both selected. Control option or caps lock keys to use as the voice. And I have both yeah, of mine. Yeah, that's the default. Yeah, that's the default. But I would I left mine anyways. I mean, I could change it to just the voiceover keys, but it doesn't matter to me because one, I don't even use the VO keys. I use quick nav and two, uh caps lock is a great way to get to the dock without having to reach across your body. So you can push the option key and the letter D and it takes you to your dock. I don't go there very often, but when I do, it's convenient. Portable preferences off image. Portable preferences off. This is basically you could stick a thumb drive into your Mac and you could put your preferences on a Mac or on a thumb drive. So if you go to somebody else's house and they have voiceover, well, of course, they're going to have voiceover if they have a Mac, but they don't have their settings set the way you want to. You can take them with you. Portable preferences off. Set up. And of course, you can set it up. Portable preferences. Let you take your voiceover preferences with you. Checked. Allow voice. I just said that. Portable. Checked. Allow voiceover to be controlled with Apple Script. Checkbox. Now, this is an interesting one because I had an issue with this a couple of weeks ago that John laughed at me about. So, no, allow <laughs> allow your uh, voiceover to be controlled by Apple Script. Now, technically, you don't have to have this checked anymore for the time. But if you want other scripts to be controlled by voiceover, it has to be checked. For instance, I have a script that a, a friend of me and John's created where you can have a commander that mutes and unmutes your audio with a, a keyboard command instead of having to reach up to your microphone or go over to Zoom and do it. You can just do it from anywhere. And it wasn't working for me. So I came in here and I saw that this box wasn't checked. I said, well, maybe this needs to be checked. Once I checked that box, that script worked. So it's, you know, it, it doesn't have to be checked for the time. But if you have other script, custom scripts that somebody has created for you or that you created yourself if you taught yourself how i personally don't have the patience for it but if you do this checkbox has to be checked in order for those scripts to work because it has to be able to be controlled by voiceover help help all right so let's go back to the top toolbar i'm lazy so i just use vo the function key and the left arrow you can just vo all the way out but that's a, a little tidbit there for you if you hold if you have an apple magic keyboard you can hold down the voiceover keys and the function key. Hit the left arrow. It'll take you all the way back to the top. And or you can hit the right arrow and that'll take you all the way to the bottom. And that works anywhere. Safari, uh, mail. It doesn't work in text documents because they have another command for it there. But if you're anywhere that you need to go to the top and the bottom of a page, it does work there. Voiceover utility toolbar. Voice utility categories. General. Utility verbosity. All right, verbosity. Out of utility speech, selected. Tap, tap, and just for tap, the record, for people that might be coming from Windows, you don't need the VO space, space bar to um, select the category you want. You just stop interacting and you go over to it and it's, and it's ready to go. Speech, selected, tab. One All right, five. so we have a, some tabs in here. We have speech. Braille, tab, two of Braille. Five. Text, tab, three of Text. Five. Announcements, tab, Announcements. four of five. Hints, tab, five of five. And hints. Now, I'm not going to go through all these individually you got to come in here and poke around but basically you for the voices you can you can download um additional voices that you know i think windows call them real speak voiceover i mean i guess they're just called you know enhanced voices or premium voices and you can download them be careful though because some of them voices take up a lot of space number one and number two if it is a big voice and it takes up a lot of space and you use it in a specific app like i know somebody who uses a different voice for pages a different voice for mail and a different voice for safari when you go to them apps it's going to take a little longer for them apps to load because of the size of the voice that you have chosen for it to be used on so 
I'll just go back here and tell, tell you a little bit more about these. Utility categories, speech, selected, tab, one to five. Yeah, so that's actually that's speech, but it's the same thing. You're downloading voices and you can even select different languages. Braille, tab, two to five. Braille, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you have a Braille display hooked up, you can go in here and adjust the settings for the Braille display. I have one, but I don't use it with my Mac. Text tab, three to five. Text, this is basically you go in here and tell voiceover what you want to hear while you're typing. So you can put it on words, characters, nothing, or both words and characters. You can also select the um, amount of punctuation you want to hear. I have mine set to some because, you know, period. I don't want to hear, hear period, 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 or dot, dot, dot. And I think more recently, voiceover John calls it full stop. I had to figure that one out on my own because it didn't give me no kind of indication that that's what a period was. I don't know why they call it a full stop. Yeah, that's an European thing. I think the British and the Australians call it full stop. Announcements, tab four or five. Announcements. This is basically... With if an app has a notification or a pop up, you want it to tell you when you're not in that app. So if I get a notification from some, I don't even have they don't even have that, whatever it is. If I have a notification for Amadeus Pro and one of my uh, recordings is done processing being saved, it'll it'll say it in the background, yada yada. Amadeus Pro has stopped. Um, yeah, it has a process your request. Tab five, 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 five. and then hence this is the one that I want to. I'm gonna select it. I'm going to go to this one because a lot of people think that they've been using their Mac for a couple of months and they know it all. I'm going to tell you right now. I've been using my Mac for 14 years. My hands are still on. Okay. Number yeah, one, so because, <laughs> because Apple, it, it likes to sneak new stuff in there and without telling you. But I mean, if you have your hints on, you would know this anyway. So I leave my hints on. So I always know when something happens. And mine is actually at a little bit of a delay. It I have, think I have it at 10 seconds. So if I don't touch a key or something for 10 seconds, voiceover knows to tell me what the hint tag or uh, prompt might be. But please do not turn off your hints because you could miss some very important information. Contract speak instructions for using item in the voiceover cursor checkbox. All right. Now, I don't want to hear instructions in the voiceover cursor. That's a personal preference. When an item has a help tag. When an item has a help tag. Speak help. When an item has a help tag. Speak help. And I think there's a other option that you can have it make a sound or you can completely turn it off. As you can see, mine is, is um, is it speaks to him for when me. Speak help. When an item has custom actions. Custom actions. Speak help. When an item I has wanted, custom actions. I'm telling you, all mine is on speak help. I don't want to hear that sound because one, it's not that loud. And two, sometimes you might miss it when you're doing other things. When an item has more content. Speak help. When an item has more content. So you get the idea. When an item has more contents, I have mine to speak because I don't want to miss it. And as we discussed, I think before we took our two week break, it's a uh, voiceover shift in to get the, the it to speak again, right, John? Or is that yes. okay? So let's go back up to the top. Voiceover utility categories, utility speech, navigation, navigation. Out of utility, initial position, the voiceover cursor, keyboard focus item, initial position. I recommend, and John can jump in here at any time because I don't teach this, but I recommend leaving this stuff like it is. Yeah, because... I always tell people, <laughs> don't don't mess with navigation in the beginning, especially because you could really confuse yourself because the cursors, the three cursors that just like in Windows, you know, but in on the Mac, you have a voiceover cursor, a mouse pointer and a keyboard insertion pointer. And by default, they stay together. They follow each other around. And it makes life easier. So if you start going into navigation and tweaking things, you're going to have odd things happen. Like I had somebody who turned off the initial position of um, voiceover from the keyboard to uh, focus to another thing. 
and they couldn't understand when they opened up mail why it wasn't going to the inbox and stuff like that. So just look is fine, but don't don't February change 16, anything. 1, 34 p.m. Right. And unless you have a little bit of sight, the cursor is going to make no bit of difference to you anyway. You don't need to see where it's at. The one thing that I really miss about the Mac when I'm at work on Windows is the fact that the voiceover cursor follows everything that it does. And I was working with my manager on something last week and I asked her if she could see where my cursor was at. She was like, no, it's not even on the screen. I'm like, that's why you need to push for them to get me a Mac. Because if we were on a Mac and I was screen sharing, you could see everything that I was doing, where I was at, what I was doing, and how I was doing it. Because that's just how good the Mac is. I mean, I'm just saying. Toolbar. <laughs> that's the reason why it costs a few bucks. Voiceover utility. <laughs> utility categories. So, utility category. web. The web. This is an interesting category. Utility, navigation. Selected. Tab. One of three. There, on the web, there's some navigation. General. Tab. Two General. Web rotor. Tab. Web three, three. rotor. I'm assuming, John, that's what you could put in your rotor. Links, headings, yeah, tables, all they, that. Yeah, it's like if you in iOS in the voiceover settings where you can say what, you know, you can basically adjust what appears on the rotor and what doesn't. Okay. Navigate web pages by. You want to navigate web pages by? Navigate web pages by. I don't ever mess with this stuff, so I really can't really say now. I mean, John, you got something here to say about this navigation? Well, it's just web. there's two ways you can by. navigate DOM order and groups. Now, DOM order is a default, which just basically what you see is what you get, meaning that you navigate a web page exactly how it's laid out. So if you're working with a sighted person, unlike other screen readers, you know, that kind of reorganize the page or your cursor is in a different location than what you're there seeing. With DOM order, they can actually see what you're doing on the web. Groups kind of takes web content and it organizes it into content areas to so supposedly simplify your browsing. So for example, if you go to apple.com and you turn on groups, what will happen is it will divide the screen into three areas, the global navigation bar, the main content area, and the Apple footer section. So you have to interact with those individual groups to actually see the content that's contained within. And again, it's supposed to simplify things and make the web easier to understand for people. But that's up, in my opinion, is up to the user. I don't really use groups at all personally. Yeah, I was poking around in iOS the other day, or maybe it was last week. I see they've brought in that option to the to the um the iOS also. Yeah, I haven't even looked at how that affects iOS. I'm afraid to. Navigate web pages by. Red rotor tab three three. So he we've already talked about what the red rotor does. It basically does the same thing that it does in iOS or iPad OS. You can add and remove things, put them in the order that you want, whether it's headings, links, whatever. Just a little side note, as John would say. I don't think it matters what you put in your rotor because if you have single letter navigation on, you can put H for a, for heading, um, L for link, V for visited link, C for checkbox, X for a list, T for table. I mean, it just goes on and on. So yeah, really you know, exactly. Yep, agreed. Um, what is it? B for buttons. So yes. I mean, it doesn't. It, you don't have to. You don't have to clutter your rotor with all that stuff because if you use single letter navigation, which you can toggle on and off with VO and the letter Q, it's a toggle. So pushing it once to turn it on and pushing it again to turn it off, then you know that them rotor um, options in the um, on the web are technically not necessary. I have a few there, but not a whole lot. General tab two or three, navigation selected tab. We already talked about navigation, and I think that. Even in this part, in no, actually, I think it's down to Commanders where you can turn Quick Nav on and off. And again, we haven't even gone over to that yet, so I'm not even going to open that can of worms just yet. Utility, voiceover, utility, utility categories, utility, sound. 
Now sound. The only reason I'm going to go in here is because there's a few options that I don't like. And that's it. I absolutely hate, despise, hate it with a passion. It's like a wart on my toe. I do not like audio ducking. It's designed to make voiceover quiet when other things are happening. But what happens is it ducks voiceover sometimes when it shouldn't. So I don't use it on the phone. I don't use it on my Mac. John, do you use it? No, no, because it just <laughs> it interferes with, especially when you're trying to teach people and do demonstrations. It causes more problems than it really is worth, in my opinion. But again, it's up to the user, right? You Personal know, play with it. We always see say. what happens, and you know, you make your your choice, your educated choice. Check enable positional audio checkbox. Positional audio. I mean, all this stuff was checked for a reason. The first one that I think I interrupted, it said mute voiceover speech, and that was unchecked, of course. I mean, why would you want to be using voiceover and have it muted, especially yeah. when you can't get back to it? Output device. Now, I came in here because the main reason I came in here is because I wanted to show you a cool little thing that you can do. Checked. Output device. It says output device. System default. Output device. Mine technically right now is set as system default. Hopefully nobody from work is listening to this because when I'm working and it's slow on a Sunday during football season, what I do is I come in here and I put voiceover in my headset, but I put the rest of the system sounds to my output speaker so I can listen to the game. That way, if I get a message or I want to check my email, I can do so with my headset on, but still listen to the game in my speakers. So, and you can also do that. So, I mean, I could change it here, but it will mess with Zoom. I could also make it so you guys couldn't even hear voiceover while I was using it and screen share. But, I mean, I could just uncheck the box to share a sound if I wanted to do that. But that's, like I said, it's a cool little trick because you can you can change your audio source, your your uh, source where voiceover comes out of. And it's a, a great thing to do. Like if you're, like I said, if you want to watch, listen to something in your external speakers, but you want to keep voiceover in your headset. So that's what that is for here. Toolbar. Voiceover utility. I think John does the same thing with his, with his AirPods yeah. Maxes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Utility yep. categories, sound, selected, utility categories, visuals. Visuals, I'm not even going in here because I'm blind. Yeah, that's more for sighted, like right. TVIs <laughs> who work with a blind exactly. student or, you know, have to assist where you can, you know, you can, for example, the, the simplest example would be the uh, caption panel with voiceover for a TVI who needs to see what, you know, may not understand the voiceover speech because you got it turned up to, you know, 55 or 75 or whatever, they can at least see the output. Commanders. Commanders. Now, we've already talked about this. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, but I think I'm going to put that in a, a, a bonus recording. So, you can follow along and pause. That's not something you can teach. I mean, I could teach it on the fly, but you're not going to get it anyway. So I want to make sure I take my time with that. But basically, commanders is keyboard shortcuts. You tell you, you can use the option key left or right, or you can use both. It's recommended that you don't use both. I don't know why. I've never done it. I don't care. But I'm right-handed, so mine is the right option key. And as we stated, you can, you know, the default ones is option T for time, option M for mail, option S for Safari, and there's an option X one. I don't remember what it is because I deleted it because I never used it. Now, I I created a few. I, I mean, option C opens opens my messages. Uh, option B opens my, opens my blogging app. Option E opens my pages app. Option R opens my loopback um app the what i use from rogue Beniba to do recordings and set virtual devices so i mean there's a world of 
options you can do in here. I even use numbers. I have a commander that takes me to the top and to the bottom of the page because I don't always want to push the VO function right or left arrow. If I can just push option one, it takes me to the top. Option two takes me to the bottom. You can even use capital letters. I use capital um, Q to open QuickTime. I use capital U for, what did I use that for? Um, it used to be my Twitter app, but since they are no longer supporting third-party Twitter apps, I don't use that no more. Um, I use shift G for my audio hijack app. So there's a whole lot of things you can do in here. And again, if I don't put it up with this recording, maybe I'll record it and play it in our last class, which is next week. But I mean, it's a world of things you could do in there. And there's also a keyboard commander. There's a um, numpad commander. And as we discussed in the recording that me, John, and Matt did, I don't know if anybody listened to it, but we put it up on the podcast last um, weekend, the trackpad commander. And there's commanders you can do with that. So there's a there's a world of um, options in here. And quick nav is also in here where it tells you how to turn it on and off, where it tells you that single key letter navigation is on or off. I have no idea why that's here instead of up there with web browsing, but I didn't design the Mac, so that's all up to Apple. Braille. Another Braille section here. Um, this is a Braille section by itself. I'm assuming the other one was for the verbosity level of what it showed you in Braille. This is the actual Braille display where you can select six or eight dot, and don't quote me on this because I don't use it, but I think that's what's in there. Activities. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of stuff, you know, configuring the Braille display, whether you use Bluetooth or USB, you can have a primary Braille display and a backup Braille display. There's, there's all kinds. If you're a Braille aficionado, that's the place you want to go. Aficionado. I can't even spell that <laughs> word. <laughs> Braille. Activities. And then we have activities. I'm going to stop here because a lot of people have asked me about this. I'm not going to show you how to create one because it's pretty self-explanatory. But the bottom line is, you can create activities to do certain things. So if I open up pages, my quick nav will automatically turn off. That's how I have it set. Because I know in an edit field on the Mac that you can't type with quick nav on. Um, Safari, I used to have an activity where it would automatically turn quick nav on. Single letter navigation would be on. And one other thing, I can't remember what it was, but since... Apple has come up with this cute little thing called single letter navigation that you can toggle on and off. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, I know some people who use different voices, like I said before, for mail and and things like that. I know somebody who has a, a voice, a, a different voice for mail, and it automatically, inter, um, they have it so it automatically takes them directly to settings so they can check something. I don't know. It's, it's a world of things that you can do in here. I also have an activity that when my, I open up Audio, Audio Hijack Pro, that it automatically defaults to the voiceover defaults because Audio Hijack gives you a lot more information that I turn off elsewhere, but I want to hear it in Audio Hijack so I know where my blocks in are so I can record and things of that nature. So when I open Audio Hijack, it defaults to the to a slower speech and more punctuation and more information that it gives me. So this is something that you can explore. And again, it's self-explanatory. Just make sure that you select the voice over recognition, the app that you want to use with that voice or that activity is selected. Otherwise it's not going to work. Voice over recognition, John, tell us a little bit about this one on the Mac. Well, that's when you, it's basically similar to what you have in iOS for the image recognition and such. So you can choose whether you want to turn it on and off. Uh, it's interesting to me because some users really don't like the recognition being turned on. They they think it's too much information and so forth. 
So that's really up to you. I don't think anything is turned on by default in the voiceover recognition. So you might want to poke around in there and experiment and see if it makes a difference. So for example, you know, with an image, voiceover will try to describe the image. And if there is readable text in that image, it will try to read it to you. Uh, for me, I love it. Too. Yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, because I get I have friends and family who forget that I'm blind <laughs> and they love to put Facebook things up that is just an image. So the image description will read the text in the image so I can actually understand what the joke was or whatever. Right. And also, um, I don't know. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you knew this, John, but I didn't know this until about a month ago. If you do VO shift in the letter L while you're on an image, it will describe it to you if possible. Yeah, if it's possible, yes. Voiceover recognition. And that is the last one thing in here in voiceover utilities. Again, this is this is a lot of information in here, and I didn't touch on every single thing, but it's definitely worth coming in here and poking around. There's nothing that you can mess up in here that you can't fix because there's always going back to default. So one last thing I'm going to show you while we're in here is menu bar, I'm going to go to the uh, menu bar voice over file and the shortcut key for this is um, command shift I, but you can, or, um, or is it E is you can, in, you can import and export voiceover um, settings. And I'm, I, I've done this. That's why when people tell me about something and ask me where it's at, I have no idea because I've been doing this since pff, lying, I guess, maybe, <laughs> maybe before that. <laughs> I just like to, I like my settings the way that they are. So I don't change anything. So, File. Import preferences, ellipsis, command, shift, I. so yeah, import is command shift I. Export preferences, ellipsis, command, shift, e. And export is command shift E. And you could also um, go back to the defaults with. Set up portable preferences, ellipsis, command, that, shift, E. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Command shift B, did he say? Yes. Reset basic voiceover preferences ellipsis. Yep, and there it is. You could reset um voiceover preferences there. And I always keep a backup file, probably two of them on two different hard drives just in case, because setting up these voiceover util or these these verbosities and just the, the voices and all that, all that takes a lot of time. I mean, just imagine setting up your iPhone from scratch. It's just as much work. So I don't want to have to do that if voiceover I don't have to. Finder, desktop, desktop. The last thing I'm going to show you, and then we're going to take some questions, is just a little quick tidbit. I know John has a recording of system settings, um, but I'm going to go in here and show you how to update your software because an update came out this week, and I don't know if anybody grabbed it yet, but we're going to go in here, and I've already done it, but I'm going to show you how to get to it. So we're going to open up system settings, and as you should know by now, I have a commander for it. I actually stole it from John. It's Command Shift or Option Shift S. <laughs> system settings appearance search text field table appearance selected now the first thing you heard was search so you could actually search for the category that you want or for, push the first couple letters and go to it so search text field blank say i wanted passwords i would just push pas pause table in table passwords and passwords password is right there and of course it's asking for my password because i think i want to go in there but i don't <laughs> passwords are enter the password enter the password enter password enter passwords vertical splitter table passwords selected Pause. Content selected. So Search I'm going to clear this, and I'm going to go to general, which is where up, a software G. update is. It's in. Just imagine going to software update on your phone or your iPad. Yeah, it's the it's exact same, same place. Yep. Pass G. Insertion at end of table. Verticals in vertical splitter. Out of table. In general. Out of table. Verticals general. And you interact with this table with VO shift down arrow. In general, software update. And there it is. It's the very first thing. So I'm a VO space bar on software update. Vertical splitter. Software update. And again, you have to view right arrow and get to the, uh, what we call it, the grid area or the vertical splitter, or not one the vertical item. splitter, but the scroll area. Help. 
Use of the software subject to the original license agreement. That company. Hold up, why are you telling me that? More info. So another update. Oh, it's the beta. Oh, there's the beta. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's that's nice bad. to know. You go, but again, I went into system settings. Again, you don't have to, but I I hit the letters G E, so it would take me right to general. The old right arrow until you get to that scroll area or interact with the uh interact with the scroll area and software updates the first thing. You VO spacebar on it, it's automatically going to check. And as you heard, it told me that I have an update to install. If you didn't update to Mac OS 13.1, I guess it is, then you probably have an update. If you already did, then you're good to go. But that's how you get to software update. How do you, like for a person who's just coming to it fresh, especially a blind person, how do you explain a tree view? Oh, I get into a lot more detail then. I'll use a whole bunch of different analogies like uh -huh. basement, sub-basement, you there know, you an go. apartment building or a hotel. You know, yeah. I find like I no, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but a lot of the female clients love like the mall. And I talk about walking through the mall, going into stores, going into the specific departments of Macy's or whatever. So I try to come up with whatever analogy will work best for somebody, a file cabinet, you know, whatever seems to click in their minds is, is uh -huh. how I can describe Finder. Um, I have a question, but I'm thinking I'm talking early because we haven't done much about Zoom. But what I wanted to know is when I go on Zoom and um, I call myself muting myself before I um, get in or whatever to, uh, but um, each time that I've been on, they could hear everything that my Mac Okay, is what, what you want to do, because I, I have this set too. I, you know, there's a setting. So go command comma, interact with uh -huh. the table and go down to sound. It's right after video or mm -hmm. it's audio. Actually, it says audio. It's right after video. Stop interacting mm -hmm. and go all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. Work your way back. There's a checkbox that says automatically mute my audio when joining a meeting. Check that box. When you check that box, it'll automatically, you'll always be muted when you come into a meeting. Another box that's there that you might want to check, and this is for anybody, is automatically join um, internet audio. You want that box to be checked too because you don't want to have to select it each time you join a meeting. It gets annoying. All right. Well, if that's all, this is the end of today's Mac more with the Mac. I was about to say Mac for the blind. <laughs> this is all for more with the Mac for this week. If you have any questions, concerns, or there's something you want us to cover before the next class, remember to send an email to support at stirredup.com. And that's S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Mm -hmm.